It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Woo, T. Let's welcome the people in. It is a Monday. We are locked and loaded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure I'm not going to preach violence today. But just go and leave us a five-star review. You guys have been doing a really good job of that. It seems like you've only been leaving five-star reviews. So, yeah. hey, I love it. Keep them coming. We appreciate you all for getting us to the 2,500 subscriber mark. Woo-hoo. <laughs> you guys have been doing your absolute thing with that. Yeah. Now, we go, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Now, did the Braves miss out on the opportunity to sweep the Nationals? Mm-hmm. Tanisha and I will tell you. Who you should have your eye on for the Atlanta Falcons as we are only a couple of days away from the rookies reporting and we're a little bit over a week away from the veterans reporting. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, and for the culture, yes. we'll let you know which all-star weekend you should add to your bucket list. Point mm-hmm. blank, period. We got everything you need right here on ATL Day Ones. But T, we got to start off with the um Atlanta Braves they actually mm-hmm. go 3-1 with the Nationals I know everybody was trying to get the sweep and everything yes. they lose yesterday Spencer Strider get off to a, another rough start and it just kind of interesting how he's just been struggling going into the all-star break because you know yeah. the trade deadline coming up and it, mm-hmm. it kind of seems like these past couple performances are something that people have their eye on yeah and maybe trying to start think about Adding another arm, or but I think I think or Spencer try to be okay. But mm-hmm. I, I, what say you as far as where the Braves are and that pitching staff? But you know, like I said, it was a lot of other good positives coming out of this series, though. Yeah, and of course, who wouldn't want to sweep the, the Nats for a third time this season, especially with the race so contentious between the Braves and the Mets? But good news, Nets lost to the Cubs, so at least the Braves keep that two and a half games back. Record that they have in the NL East going into the All-Star break, and they are full six games ahead of the Phillies, who are in third in the division. So still not a bad way to wrap it up. And yeah, you know, Spencer Strider's gotten roughed up the last couple of outings. He settled down a little faster in the last outing. This outing, hmm, the bats kind of couldn't bail him out as well, but I'm not super concerned about him, especially because he will have the All-Star break to kind of reset. Now, Max Freed, and the fact that he's gotten dust up, dusted up a time or two and actually pulled himself out of the All-Star game, and he's probably not going to get the start when the Braves resume play this Friday at Truist Park against the Angels. However, I said, well, that could be just preventive maintenance, right? And I'd rather you have preventive maintenance, especially on a team that you can probably, if you can't sweep them, you'll probably at least win the series coming back. Coupled with him taking himself out of the game, he's still going to be recognized as an all-star. Even if he didn't play, you still get the honor. And that gives your body and your arm a little bit more time to rest. But all that said, and still knowing what Ian Anderson has continued to look like, I'm still like, 
Alex Anthopoulos, you have a few extra days this year because I think the trade deadline was pushed back to like August 2nd. I mm -hmm. still am in favor of an arm, Jarvis, whether that's an arm for the starting rotation or even the bullpen, because we're still seeing some ups and downs there. And we still don't quite know, for example, when we're going to get a Kirby Yates back to kind of shore up the bullpen. He's um, set to start his rehab assignment as well with Kirby Gates, that is. You know, mm -hmm. John Chuckery was so mad about him not being up that he kind of disappeared us on on Friday. But, yeah, <laughs> check out Hitting Hard with John Chuckery so you can kind of tell him what I said. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. But I think that the Braves are in a good space. And like you said, there's – you can never have enough arms in today's game, right? When you have pitchers going to five innings, and that's a solid start for you, you mm -hmm. know, and, and you know, and, and and you don't want to get to the point where we've seen it before, where the bullpens get burned out, and you know, Brian Snicker just runs through the all of the arms that he has mm -hmm. in the bullpen, and you don't want to get to that space. So I think that you know, if the the Braves are have, have a much needed break here, mm -hmm. and I think that you know, it wasn't necessarily that big of a deal. They weren't able to sweep the Nats, but Right. I think we're going to get a really good shot at what they are going to do coming up in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. But before we get to the Atlanta Falcons and who you should have your eye on, T, tell the people about Sports Card Investor. Yeah, because that's something that you should have your eye on as well, because it's the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can do a quick check on the value of your favorite card. You can find great deals and profit from the hobby that you love. So check this out. We're talking 630,000 cards from every single sports, and they add hundreds more each and every week. So you can check out the latest value of your favorite cards. They actually have a seven-day and a 30-day chart just so you can kind of track the value, if you will. And of course, for me, I'm always checking. I told you guys before, and I'll tell you again, on one Fred McGriff, that was my favorite Brave, who actually got to see last night as he announced <laughs> uh, the second pick for the Braves. We'll talk about that later, though. But I want to always see what his rookie card is looking like right back from 86. Wanted, I'm checking on the value of that, and also you can find the value prices and buy directly through that app with the ebay deals feature so whether you're a casual car collector and i kind of am or you're looking for alternative investment opportunities i'm that person too the free sports card investor app has something for you now you download that sports card investor app today it's available for free in the google play and apple app stores or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on again great values great deals on the first cards of breakout stars or prospects. You know, the Braves actually took three right-handed pitchers last night, so you might want to pick up their cards right now before they really, really get out of control with their value. And you can, of course, go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth. Again, that is sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. Sports card investors, check it out. Backslash locked on. That's where you need to go. Well, also where you need to go is you probably need to make your way up to Flowery Brunch at some Flowery Brunch, Flowery Branch at some point um, during the during the summer because guess what? The rookies report tomorrow, July the nineteenth, and the veterans report a day after my birthday, July the twenty sixth. That's why I could never go out and party when I played ball back in the day because I was always the report for camp, so I couldn't do my thing. But that's a personal thing. That's a personal issue. But now, <laughs> I know. That's, that's, yeah, that's like just, just, just move on, Jarvis. Come on now, get out of just get out of your feelings. But right. I think that one of the things that we've been talking about, T, as far as and we talked about ad nauseum on this show, as far as who are the people that need to step up. 
um, this season, coming into this season. And I think that with the rookie draft class, I think that's the first place where I, I feel like I want to settle in right there as mm -hmm. far as who we have our eye on. I know the first guy that comes to mind for me, I know everybody all in love with the sexy. I ain't don't care about sexy. I want the uglies. Go down. I know Drake London is a sexy. You know, that's a sexy pick. You know, pass mm -hmm. catching all that good stuff. That's cool and cute. But I'm going with Arnold Ebiketti. I want to see when he lines up against Caleb McGarry on one-on-ones, when they go into go into team um individual period and they and those the, the D linemen and the edge rushers run down to the to the offensive line because they always make us go to, to the offensive line for some, some, some strange reason. I don't never understood that. But we go down there and I want to see him put his hand in the dirt and whoop each and every person that he goes up against. It's specifically Michaela McGarry, because I think that'll be a good sign because, <laughs> you know, you can establish a precedent with him. You know, you probably can establish a precedent with a bad tackle every now and then when you run up against um, on, yeah. on Sundays at one o'clock. So I think yeah. on every case, a guy I'm definitely gonna have my eye on to start off. That's a great point. That That is a really great point because that's what I'm kind of looking at as well. The obvious, I don't want to do that because we've kind of been paying attention to Desmond Ritter and Drake London and kind of seeing what they could do even through rookie minicamp and kind of heard mm -hmm. all the accolades. But like you said, kind of going down the depth chart of those rookies and kind of seeing what they can do. And so you look at somebody like the, the you hope D'Angelo Malone will be sneaky good because you Indeed. need to be sneaky good. You need there to be at every turn Dean Peace to have as many weapons as he can work with. But on that same token, now I'm going to take you super old school Falcons fans. I look okay. at somebody like Jamie Dukes, who, if Ooh. I remember correctly, was undrafted and then gave mm. 10 productive years to the Atlanta Falcons on that O-line, right? right? Maybe, just maybe you'll get something like that out of Justin Schaefer. So I'm Ooh, also paying a little nice. attention. Yeah, nice. I just want to see what he can do in the possibilities of where they might be able to flex them to. When you're coming from a championship program like UGA, there's every opportunity that you have the raw talent that can be developed into something. So I'm actually going to have my eyes, like you said, going a little bit down the, the roster class and looking at those two guys. No doubt about it. And that's, and that's in, in talking with, you know, getting a chance to kind of just know Justin and, and and as he was you know coming through high school and mm -hmm. kind of going up into Georgia and being now playing for the Bulldogs and everything like that and you kind of follow along with his career he just seems like he's the type of guy he fits the the profile of a guy mm -hmm. that can do something like a Jamie Deuce did yeah. you know just come in no real expectations like that mm -hmm. and just come in and just be a solid starter for you going forward and if yes. the Terry Funnel was able to get a guy like that Mm -hmm. What in the sixth round he was drafted? Yes. yes. Oh my goodness, that what you talking about value, and what the Falcons need? They need mm -hmm. cheap labor. I hate yes. to put it like that, but that's exactly what they need at this point. When mm -hmm. you're talking about building out, building out a team to to win games, so yes, I, I'm I'm definitely on board with that pick because he's a guy that can he can he can turn some heads in one on ones as well, and that's what yes. I love about it. It's just all about competition, you versus the next man. No excuses. I absolutely love that. Now, T, we talked about the rookies, mm -hmm. who we expect, who we have an eye on. What about veterans? I know. Well, I mean, well, you know. You called it out, so I'm just going to finish the sentence. <laughs> Caleb McGarry, Jermaine Evette, <laughs> right there. Oh, that, that's. 
<laughs> yes, that like no no other words needed, right? We told you why when we talk about the rookies <laughs> and who we're gonna have our own. So if Caleb McGarry can figure out how to get his name out of a rookie whooping his behind on a day-to-day basis, yeah, that that that's exactly what the Falcons need in order to be better on offense. I'm with you on that because you know Jermaine Fetty, you know, kind of got a chance to run into him, and you know, you know, it's gonna be a competition. And I mm-hmm. and I think I think he's he's more than up for it when you're talking about coming in and, and potentially taking somebody's spot. I think uh Fetty is ready for that challenge, that's for sure. But for me, mm-hmm. I have to go with Matt Hennessy. Mm, Matt yeah, Hennessy yeah. and Jalen Mayfield. Agreed. Don't let nobody come in and take your spot, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Specifically uh, um Matt Hennessy, because they did not they didn't draft you. Right. They got they drafted your replacement, Drew Dalman. So, hey, step your game up, yep. and you can you can you can get get some eyeballs on you as well when you talk about the veterans. You know, uh, we talk about a veteran. You know, being a veteran and then having a, a young guy being drafted right not right behind you in the, in the, um, the preceding draft class, mm-hmm. and you'll figure out what it is when 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 um when those pads come on, and we'll mm-hmm. see exactly what what the uh, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot want to and preach about, and that's competition. Now, T, last but not least, Atlanta Dream, they get the dub against Phoenix, and please tell, please tell the folks what, like what, what's really been going on with the Dream and how they've been doing their thing in spite yeah. of their injuries they've been having. Exactly, and you look at Friday night, that was a really tough game for them. Uh, did not go well, did not go well, mm-hmm. because they come into the game Friday night with Ryan Howard out, right? And in addition to that, Monique Billings was just getting her legs under her in that game. And then she went down with an injury. So it really became like kind of um, by committee, if you will. And that did not go well, but they reset. Tanisha Wright got them together for Sunday to start their four game road trip. And they come out with the victory. And what I loved about it is they, they're learning to win at the end because that was a very tight game at the end. And it could have gone either way with about three minutes left no Ryan Howard, again, no Monique Billings, and no Nia Coffey. And they were able to get mm-hmm. that win. And now they're up to 11 games. So they have already, with 10 games left, exceeded where they were last season. So congratulations to the Dream. And congratulations to Cheyenne Parker, who just continues to do it 21-12, getting herself a double-double. Love you, Miss Parker. Miss Parker, Miss Parker. Y'all go ahead and look up Cheyenne Parker. Yeah. All right, coming up next, <laughs> All right, we does Alex Anthopoulos need to get on the phone right now? We'll discuss all of that next right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis, and we are part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta network that is up to 2,500 subscribers. Thanks to you guys. So keep rocking with us on YouTube, subscribing, liking, and following us and everybody on the network. And also, of course, wherever you download your podcasts, Download us too and give us a five-star review. We definitely appreciate that. We appreciate you guys also giving us great feedback because that helps to keep us on our toes. And speaking of being on your toes, the Braves 
have continued to be on their toes. Don't get it twisted just because they dropped that last game against the Nats. The Braves are 18 games over 500 at this all-star break. And Jarvis, do you know they didn't crack 15 games over 500 until the last day of last season, and that was during the championship run. So I think Braves country should be very encouraged about where the Braves are so far and in terms of them just still being two and a half games behind the Mets, six games ahead of the Phillies. I think they are in prime position to continue this run and possibly get that division championship, if not getting their fifth in a row, certainly getting into the wild card race, but or or being at the top of the wild card race. But my question to you is this, with all of those things considered, and after really seeing how they matched up against the Mets and how they really went on a run, of course, in June, but even to start off July, what do you think, Jarvis, that they have to do in order to keep this momentum in that second half and possibly catch the Mets in the second half? I think you got to start off with pitching mm-hmm. and defense. And yeah. kind of, and I'll go starting with the pitching staff. I, I think that, you know, we talked about Max Fried a little bit earlier, and we was talking about how, you know, he was, you know, deciding to sit down and not, mm-hmm. you know, participate in, in the All-Star. He wanted to get yeah. some rest. We know he had the glute issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a couple starts ago, yeah. and I think that's something that you you, you keep in mind as far mm-hmm. as going forward. And I think you know he had to figure out, get some rest, you know, and get amped up for for the for the second half of the season. I think that yeah. you know those question marks like we have in Anderson, mm-hmm. can we answer that question? And I think that if he's able to get back to some consistency, I think that's going to be the key for the Braves to be able to get back into it, right? And and I think mm-hmm. that Charlie Morton, we don't yeah. know if he's going to probably has to sit down for a couple mm-hmm. starts and kind of yeah. figure out what's going on. Alex Anthopoulos mm-hmm. make a phone call. Who's out there? Maybe move him back. You mm-hmm. know, Spencer Strider has his struggles. So and I guess I'm making the case for, you know, Alex Anthopoulos making a move. That's how they're going to catch the Mets. But I, I think that, you know, we've seen consistency from all of those guys that I just mentioned. So I, mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to get back to that. If they're yeah. able to get back to that consistency that we've seen from them mm-hmm. at uh, time at, at this point, especially specifically during this run that they went on yeah. in June, where it was thirty-three and ten, which was yeah. absolutely okay. ridiculous since June first. So yeah, it has been a, a really good run. So I think that if they're able to continue to do that, not necessarily that great, but mm-hmm. if the pitching staff continues to stick around and hold it mm-hmm. down until the bats get going, I, I think the Braves would be fine. And then defensively. I believe that if Michael Harris and Ronald Cunha figure out, figures out, get confident enough in his play, in his mm-hmm. running, in his starting and stopping, because that's when you yeah. start to see him struggle a little bit in the field, mm-hmm. is when he's chasing down balls at a certain mm-hmm. angle and he has to pull yeah. up or he's trying to have to slow down and try to gauge where the ball is. Mm-hmm. That's when he kind of gets himself into trouble. And I think that Michael Harris continues to play the elite defense that he's been playing. Mm-hmm. And if Ronald Cunha can step up his defense, I think those pitching staff, that gets the pitching staff going. And we talked about how Kyle Wright is enamored by that. Like he yeah. he would rather have great defense than, you know, than the you know the home runs and all that stuff because mm-hmm. that gets him going. And once those pitchers are getting motivated by the your play behind mm-hmm. them, I think that's a good recipe for success as far as catching the Mets going forward. Agreed. And just to add to that, if we could continue to see, we talk about consistency, continue to see what what we've been seeing behind the plate, that catching duo of Travis Darno and William Contreras, even from an offensive perspective as well, with uh, both of them being all-stars, but even defensively, how they've been able to call games. 
and how you're just not going to be able to, you know, get to the plate or steal bases on them because they really have, they, they're just so fine tuned, right? But also what you're getting, I uh, want the consistency, you get the, we low key don't really talk about Austin Riley at third base on from a defensive perspective, but you get what you need from him. You've, mm-hmm. Matt Olson starting to really be consistent as well. And I'm just kind of going on your theme of consistency. And mm-hmm. also, if Robinson Cano can just give you this from a just be solid a second, if you can yeah. do that until Ozzy always gets back, then I think that's a, a good recipe. And I think that the Braves could be good to go. And also, Jarvis, just one more thing. You look at the strength of schedule on the back half, and the, the Mets' strength of schedule is slightly higher than the Braves from the the research that I've seen and the reports that I've seen so far. So Braves, the one thing you want to do is, and again, I take away what happened with the Nats in uh, the series finale game on Sunday, win the games you're supposed to win. Win the games you're supposed to win because you have a strength of schedule that's in your favor. So do something with that because all you have to do is beat them by a half game. That's it. Right. So take the opportunity for that now. Speaking of opportunities, you have opportunities to do something with your health by eating healthy with Bill Bar. Jarvis, you have been a big fan and you've been talking about and just praising what Bill Bar has been able to do with you as you continue on your health and wellness journey. No doubt about it. Let me tell you, these are from this is from the people that who invented health and tasting now. Like, <laughs> let me say that, let me say that again. The from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the mm-hmm. latest gift to your taste buds, right? Let me tell you guys about the coconut brownie chunk built bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. Go ahead and check it out because guess what? I've been doing mine. I've been getting getting down on these doggone uh the coconut brownie chunk bars mm-hmm. because they have been absolutely amazing. Like you said, like T told you, I've been on my health kick. I've been doing it. I've been trying to not make it a kick and make it long term because I'm, yeah. I'm concerned about my long term health. And Built Bar is concerned about your long term uh-huh. health as well because, you know, of course, they taste amazing, but you can yeah. enjoy it guilt free because they're actually good for you. They are good for you. They are the perfect uh-huh. treat, perfect when you got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, mm-hmm. or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Now, for just for you, I got this offer just for you. Nobody else. Listen in. I want you to listen in closely. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Use the code LOCK15T. Go check it out right now. Yeah, and I'm grateful for those built bars as well because driving all around the city, I always have to snack on something just to keep it going. And that's definitely one of the snacks that I'm excited to have because it's a healthy one when I'm driving through these ATL streets. Now, the Braves also have been applauded not just by Braves country, but also by the league overall with six all-stars on the National wow. League team, which Loaded. will be, of course, managed by Beastnit because his team, of course, won last year's NL pennant and World Series, we're just saying. But uh, the choice to add Austin Riley, of course, was entirely up to Major League Baseball officials. But hey, we know that wasn't a difficult choice to make at all. Now, we also talked about the fact that the fact that Max Reed would be pulling himself out of the game. And that's OK. That's perfectly OK. We love it when there is managing of a resource 
because you know what the back half of the season needs to look like. But I still would ask the question, Jarvis, of if you are concerned specifically about Max Fried and do you think getting another arm, among other reasons, is the safe way for Alex Anthopoulos to go? Or is there an additional space that you want him to go in other than adding to the pitching staff? You know what? I, I think that I believe both of those moves would be safe, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about, you know, Charlie Morton, yes. Ian Anderson, you know, Spencer Strider. You know, he's a young mm -hmm. guy, so that might be an easy move to make as far as that fifth starter spot. I don't know if you – I think you can kind of stick him in there and kind of just mm -hmm. let him kind of figure it out at this yeah. point because we all know that that, that uh, rotation shrinks once you get into to the playoffs. So, oh, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, it would be safe for him to – to pick up the phone and give people mm -hmm. some calls and answer the phone like hey you know here's what i'm looking for are you can you make this happen or mm -hmm. or he's or he's putting offers out there on the table for you know some guys that he may have his eye on because i at mm -hmm. the end of the day what i do do i trust alex anthopoulos he's yeah. going to make the necessary moves you know as far as what he needs to make mm -hmm. um what he would like to make and some guys like oh yeah let me i got my eye on this guy and mm -hmm. A lot of people may not have their eye on him, but I have mm -hmm. my eye on this guy for a specific reason. And we know that Alex Anthopoulos is good for those type of moves, too. Yes, he is. And funny that you should mention that because I heard our friend Grant McCauley. He, of course, does the Braves postcast. And he was speaking last night on Alex Anthopoulos and how he does have that long-term look and gave the example of how he'd been eyeing Travis Darno, someone that he at one point had said thanks but no thanks and kind of moved him on. And then brought him back. And we know how how much of a great move that has been. And even seeing Alex Anthopoulos' eye for the future in the Braves draft picks last night, right? Because right. what did he do? He went and got himself three more right-handed right -handed pitchers. So he got righty uh, Owen Murphy, uh, J.R. Uh, Ritchie, Ian Ritchie Jr., that is, and Cole Phillips. So, again, always looking to add prospects to the farm system because he's always thinking about the future and thinking ahead. And speaking of the future, because obviously Jarvis and I are not at an all-star week right now. Right. Sure. I wonder where we might want to go and maybe check that off our bucket list. If you want to know what we've checked off the bucket list, come back on the other side and we'll tell you all about it in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to say thank you for continuing to rock with us throughout the entire show. Remember, wherever, wherever you download your podcast, go and leave us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. And we're free and available. And wherever you download your podcast, so go do that. It's easy. <laughs> it takes no time. Just go do it. And, you know, don't even think twice about it because we're great and we know you like greatness. So, hey, that's why you continue to come and rock with us Monday through Friday right here on ATL Day Ones. But, T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, whatever the heck we want to talk about because that's how we get down. Now, you know that, you know, the All-Star Weekend with NBA, you know, the Pro Bowl situation type thing with the NFL. And, you know, we got the All-Star uh, game uh, festivities starting tonight with the Home Run Derby on ESPN at 8 o'clock. Ronald Cunha is going to be there. So we'll, mm -hmm. we'll check that out. We'll talk about that a little bit. But right now, I think, T, I don't know about you, but for me, the All-Star situation, weekend, game, However, you want to refer to it as, I right. think the one the, the the one thing for me that has stood out to me 
throughout my entire life. And I had have had the opportunity to kind of enjoy some of the outside festivities within it. Uh-huh. It has to be NBA All-Star Weekend no, no because question. I just think that, my goodness, I remember back in the day when All-Star Weekend was in Atlanta mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Jermaine Dupree had a party mm-hmm. in Lenox Mall. When I sell you, Woo! Might make your head blow out. I'm talking about Peachtree Street was like Freaknik. Like the entire strip. And we know how long Peachtree Street is. Right. Uh, we, this is Locked On Sports Atlanta. So most of you understand where I'm going with this. Absolutely. I'm talking about wall to wall traffic. Like, like literally get out your car and kind of chill type traffic. That was how it went down. And it was just an amazing experience for me. So. I would be lying to myself if I said if I chose any other All Star experience as far as where you should go, yeah, right. and and I think that you know as far as the bucket list, I probably have to add another city to my bucket list at some point as we move along in this sports uh, uh, journey here. Right. In this sports dancery, as Mary J. Blige would say. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but yeah, I, you know, I, I was intrigued by the all-star game or all-star week for MLB when it was going to be here. Like that was exciting. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh my God, it'll be in our backyard. We can kind of take partake in the festivities. And of course we know that didn't quite happen like we wanted to, but in LA, I thought, (laughs) right. I was like, and now in LA, it might hit different too. So I really gave that some thought, right? I was like, I might want to check that out, but ultimately didn't get there this year, maybe another year and another time. But I have had more than my fair share of NBA All-Star Weekends. And let me tell you, I, 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 I don't even know how that gets Y'all right. see the look at her face? Right. Yeah. I mean, For those you watching crazy. on YouTube. Exactly. I mean, just, it's crazy. I mean, it is crazy. It is wall to wall. You just need to take off that Monday the way you do after homecoming. Because it's like homecoming and a family reunion on 10. It's just crazy. <sighs> And like, you know, doing it in New York and, and doing it here and even Cleveland low key, doing it in Houston. Yeah, I've been to a lot yes, of them. That's right. Yes, so, uh, you know, sometimes as a fan, sometimes covering, sometimes both. And it's just really an awesome experience. I feel like there's more access, if you will, to uh, just the events, especially because some of those ticket prices have come down recently. And also there are more free activities for people who are trekking in for those events. So even next year, I'm, I'm like, my friend and I were already talking about it because skiing is my favorite thing to do and it's going to be in Utah. So I'm like, oh, wow, I can like go and ski some of the slopes before All-Star Weekend, before I go to work, I can go do that and have like a great time. So I'll already, I'm all hyped and then wait. As excited as I was getting about the possibility of going to LA for MLB All-Star Week, I was like watching Summer League made me just want to go to NBA All-Star all over again because Summer League is like a modified version of All-Star Week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if anybody's like looking for something to check off their list or put on their bucket list, you might want to do that because, man, look, I was watching Summer League with FOMO, thinking about All-Star Weekend with FOMO too. Speaking of Summer League, somebody earned themselves a contract for the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about Woo-hoo! that next, but... Before we do that, T, tell the folks about Coffee AM. Yeah, because Coffee AM, that's something you want to put on your bucket list as well because it Indeed. is already checked off of Jarvis's bucket list and mine. Every morning. I already know that. 
Exactly. <laughs> like, it is so checked off of our list, especially because, of course, we know they are a small batch coffee roaster right here in Atlanta. So we always want to check out and support our local vendors and our local businesses, but also because they make great teas. And so that's something I love, the fact that they have a wide array of products that we can choose from. So again, freshest coffee, freshest teas that you can get because most of those coffees, when you order them, they're actually roasted the same day or not long after in preparation to ship your orders. And you think about the fact that it's current crop, it's specialty grade coffee, they have a huge selection. So whether that is from all over the world, organic, fair trade, direct trade, they have it all. And again, right here in our backyard is where it's roasted. So you should go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Take a look at the full menu. Don't just listen to what Jarvis is telling you about the coffee or what I'm telling you about the tea. Go check it out for yourself because you may also see some gift sets. You may want to give somebody some of these products, right? Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on. 15% off at checkout. That's what they have for you in your first order for coffees, teas, and gift sets. Again, don't forget it coffeeam.com backslash locked on for the best small batch roaster in the U.S. All right. And probably the best performer in summer league was Tyrese Martin, the number 51 overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft for the yeah. Atlanta Hawks. They have signed him to a multi-year DLT. We know second round picks in the NBA don't have mm -hmm. guaranteed contracts for him to right. be able to sign a contract. You know, he's got that guaranteed money. So good for him. Martin was averaging 12 points, almost four rebounds and two assists mm -hmm. in 24 minutes a game in summer league. So, hey, yes. the, the Travis Lank and Landry Fields saw what they liked T, and, mm -hmm. and uh, went on ahead and signed up Tyrese Martin. That's a good sign for a I second like round it. pick to oh, earn yeah. a contract while he's out there playing and, and getting down and, and balling out like, like he was. Yeah, I really, really like that because I, I watched him and just the ease and the commitment to play at both ends of the court. You, you know, there I'm thinking about that two-way play. Lord but yes. also, <laughs> I like his presence of mind in game, end-of-game situations. So a couple of game backs, he a couple of games back, excuse me, he not only hit what was the eventual game winner, but also defended and stopped the opponent from hitting what would have been their game-winning shot. So just having the ability to see the shot take the shot, make the shot, and then get back down the court to make sure that the opponent does not either get a win or send this thing into overtime. I love that kind of thinking and just having the ability and having the presence of mind. I feel like, wow, the game is going to slow down much faster for this kid. And I think that's going to be good for the Hawks as they continue to build up their repertoire and just kind of stack the deck for themselves and make sure that they have plenty of talent loaded across that roster. So it's going to be interesting. Excited for him. Congratulations to Tyrese Martin. And hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to talk about congratulating Ronald Acuna Jr. In the home run derby, I know he has his work cut Let's out for it. Ronnie is going for a third one in a row, but you know what, Ronnie? We are behind you, and we hope we get to talk about some great things that happen with you tomorrow on ATL Day Ones. Guys, stop by and see us again tomorrow, as you always do. This is your first stop, and don't forget to make your second stop, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Thanks again for stopping by, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.